Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Liv, and this is the Balanced Dick Girl Podcast. Where you can listen to Opus... <laughs> no, we're not even starting over. Where you can listen to open and honest conversations about the balance between finding your inner it girl, even when shit is falling apart. <laughs> I love that. We just kept it. It's more real. I feel Happy like- Mercury retrograde, everybody. I didn't know it was Mercury retrograde. I had no idea until you just really? texted that to me like five minutes ago. No, I didn't know. But it makes sense now because I've been having so many issues. I feel like last week was literally so chaotic. There's oh. six planets in retrograde. Six. Oh, what is and- it usually? Is it usually just one? Yeah. Like, this is, like, insane. <laughs> and oh, no. I don't – so things I've noticed is just, like, so much miscommunication – um because libra i mean um, mercury retrograde is in the sign of libra and i'm a libra mercury so i feel like literally like i'm getting in so many different like weird conversations people don't know what i'm saying like i'm getting into kind of like not arguments but kind of like uh, you know because i'm just like i'm so on edge and i'm not like understanding what people are saying to me and yeah it's like really chaotic energy (laughs) like it's not fun especially at work so yeah no i'm so sorry i I feel like i've just been having tech issues like usual but i've never thought about mercury retrograde affecting like other areas like community like i always think of technology but i never think of like communication or relationships so that's really interesting oh yeah yeah that's definitely like it affects all those things especially if it's in a sign that is like in your chart but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a rough one, especially because there's so many plans retrograde. Like there was like, I think, what was it? The Pisces new moon, full moon last week too. So it was bad, but oh my God. we're here. <laughs> we're here. We made it. Maybe that's why my boyfriend's power went out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Record, like, it could be that. And I feel like I've had random tech issues. Like I have Zoom calls that I have to do for work. And like, it's so embarrassing because I'm like, I do sales. And so, well, it's not totally sales, but like discovery calls with people who might want to join our program. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I can't see you. I can't hear you. And I feel like so embarrassed (laughs) and unprofessional. I've had to do calls this week where like people literally just couldn't see me and I'm just like frozen. And I was just, (laughs) you know, when like someone else is like, well, I can't really see you and you're kind of freezing up, but I can hear you. So just keep going. And I'm like, I know I'm frozen on like an ugly face. I'm probably like this. And like, (laughs) I just hate it. So yeah, I've been having little tech things here and there, but yeah, I'll have to recognize and like, look at it. I don't know. Other areas of my life. I notice mm-hmm. a difference because of it. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's been crazy. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm excited to do this episode because we haven't caught up in a while now. I feel I like I haven't talked to you in forever. So, and we have our notes app like we usually do where we can like yes. add in little things throughout the week so we don't forget things that come up. So, maybe we jump into that. And like you had a huge trip that you went on. So, if you want to start off and talk about that. Should I start with that? I feel like that's so Well, whatever so you heavy. want to start with. Oh, is it oh, heavy? Look at the, I mean, yeah, there's just a lot to it. Well, well I actually... You, want, you I wanted... Well, one thing I will start off with is just like a... Because it kind of connected to the last episode. is just like this update I have on the mind-body connection. Like this really cool Ooh, thing yeah. that happened. So I um, went to the dentist for like, you know, every six months. A little routine cleaning checkup. And um, I'm, like, very close to my dentist. Like, they're I've been going for a really long time. Like, they're awesome. I just kind of go in there. I talk to um, – I don't – what's the person who cleans your teeth? Oh, I don't know what the name – The 
dental hygienist. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I talked I to her about like everything, like pop culture, where I'm traveling, like all oh, this stuff. Oh, so cute. So it's always, and then the doctor comes in, checks my teeth, like, oh, your teeth are perfect, Lisa. And then I go home. Like that is my like routine. So this past time I go and I'm just expecting it to be like this fun thing. And my doctor wasn't there. It was weird. Like they just weren't there. But I was like, okay, I don't care because like, I don't not, like, there's nothing wrong with my teeth. Like I don't need to see the doctor. So, mm-hmm. um, she starts like telling me like, she's like, oh, do you, do you have your wisdom teeth taken out? And I'm like, no, like. Like, I, like, they haven't even come in. Like, that's never really been, like, an issue for me. She's like, I feel like I can feel them back here. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know what that means. She's like, I really think, like, you might have to get them taken out. Like, you have such a small, like, jaw. Like, <sighs> I think you're going to have to get them taken out. And, like, they can cause a lot of problems. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, this is so random. Like, you guys see me all the time. Like, this has never been a thing. Like, I was so confused. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like I always, like, there's, like, a space of gum at the very back of my mouth. And I I feel like I always, like, knew that they were underneath the gum. But mm-hmm. they've just never, like, come up. And, like, even my yeah. mom, she's like, yeah, they're back there. But they, like, have never, like, come up. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, it was, like, so random, like, why this was, like, suddenly being a thing. And they were, like, oh, we can recommend you to, like, this other doctor and, like, all this stuff. And I was, like, what the heck is going on? Like, it was, like, so weird. And I, like, I don't know. I felt like everyone in college got that done. Like they like, ev- like all my friends in college was like, boom, boom, boom. Everyone yeah. was getting their wisdom teeth taken out. And I like literally like skid through that. And I was like, ha ha bitches. And then now they're like, oh yeah, like you're definitely gonna have to get them taken out. And I'm like, what the heck? And then they're like picking out one of my molars and they're like, oh yeah, this like kind of looks like a cavity. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Like this is so like, I felt like very cut off guard because like I said, I always just go in there with a quick little thing. And so I'm like, what the heck? So I like, I literally call my mom after I'm like, oh my God, they're literally telling me I have to get surgery. Like I have a cavity. Like, I don't know. Like I haven't had a cavity since I was like 12. Like, you know what I mean? Like this was like, so like, and I hate like surgery and like, just, I just hate all that stuff. Right. Oh yeah. And I take really good care of my teeth. So I was like, I was so overwhelmed. So they had me, they're like, okay, you have to come back in two weeks so that we can like really check your teeth or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. so the doctor can be here and check your teeth. So this whole time I'm like freaking out and um, I'm like asking people like, did you get your wisdom teeth taken out? Like I'm like learning so much about it. And then I'm kind of learning like how people online are like, well, it's not really like necessary. Like Mm. a lot of people have a theory that's like, it's not really like you don't need to do that. So I was kind of just like, (laughs) even if they tell me I need it, I don't think I'm going to get it. Like I was like very, I don't know. So long story short, I'm like, I have anxiety for like two weeks and then about it. And then I, you know, I was, um, you know, I thought about what we talked about last episode of like the mind body connection and like mm. visualization, Joe Dispenza, like healing yourself. So I was like, I'm going to do, I'm, I went on Gaia, <laughs> that app, and I found a healing visualization meditation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to like really do it like for real. So it was like right before my appointment. Or I think, or was it the day before? No, it was the morning of my appointment and I did the meditation Mm -hmm. and I visualized like no wisdom teeth. Like I visualized them like very deep in the gum. Like I like visualized my like molar being like super healthy, like no cavity. Like I just, and I really like felt like sensation in my teeth. Right. Wow. So then I went to the dentist and he was like, hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm like, I need some good news, doc. <laughs> like, this yeah. is not okay. <laughs> and so he checks my mouth and he's like, 
Well, I have some good news. Like, I don't think you're going to need your wisdom teeth taken out. Like, and he's like picking out my molar. He's like, yeah. Like, he's like, uh, I don't think it's a cavity, but like, there is like a groove in your tooth. Like, we're going to watch it. But like, I don't think it's a cavity. Like, and like, he's like, are your wisdom teeth bothering you? I'm like, no, they've never bothered me. I didn't even know they were there. And he was like, okay, like, yeah, like, I think you're good. And I was like, what the heck? So like, literally all these things that this other person told me were wrong after I did the visualization visualization meditation i go in and he's like no you're fine that is so freaking cool it's like it's crazy it still like blows (laughs) my mind when stuff like that happens and like things actually change because it's like we believe in this stuff but Mm -hmm. then when we notice it in our real lives like so obvious it's like oh my god like it's still crazy to me so that's such a cool story i know so i just thought people would want to update of like just try visualization because i don't know i think it can really work (laughs) oh my god i totally think it works and Mm -hmm. i need to do that too because i never got my wisdom teeth taken out and i know you messaged me about this and i started thinking about it i was like oh shoot (laughs) i know (laughs) i might need to do this visualization that you did too because i'm like and mine actually bothered me so i might end up having to get them out but like that's so cool that you're i don't know and you had a sensation in your teeth. Like that's wild yeah, that you yeah. like actually felt it in your body. Mm-hmm. I just think that is so cool. I mm-hmm. remember I did something similar with Mimi, um, superhuman, Mimi superhuman app. Yeah. She had one for skin issues and I would mm-hmm. listen to it all the time. And at a certain point, I remember I would listen to it and be like, Oh, this isn't going to work for me, but I would still do it and like listen to it. But I, consciously didn't even realize that in the back of my head I was kind of like oh this works for other people but it won't work for me yeah and then finally I was like you know what I'm gonna make the decision that this is going to work and I'm gonna have clear skin and like ever since I moved to California and started listening to those meditations my skin has cleared up so much like I used to have painful cystic acne all over my jaw and my mouth and now I get like one or two but like I used to have maybe 10 or 20 at a time and they were like painful. Oh so God. I really do believe that it works. Yeah. And yours happened so fast. Mine like happened slowly over time. I noticed a difference. Mm-hmm. And now when I look at my skin, I'm like, I need to be so grateful because it used to look so different. Yeah. And I did a few other, like I changed up my skincare routine. I did some other stuff too, but there's definitely something with the mind body connection. That's so powerful. And 100%. then if you combine that with like physical changes like changing my face wash and I cut out a little bit more of dairy and like those things mm-hmm. along with like believing that I could have good skin I think yeah. totally changed it for me so it's really yeah. cool that 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 happened for you exactly I just I love it I think it's so cool what we can it's, do <laughs> it's so exciting we're so powerful yes <laughs> I love it me too. okay I I have so many like little random things that I wrote down, but maybe I'll jump into a couple of them because you and I are both into like symbols and like getting signs from the universe, seeing little things out there. And so I, so right now I'm in New York. I travel to meet my boyfriend and I'm like here hanging out with him for a few weeks, like even into October. Mm -hmm. And so right before I left, I was like, I don't know specifically what kind of sign I was asking for, but I just wanted to feel like really protected. And I, um, I'm not used to flying like across the country. Like when I lived in New York and would fly back home to Ohio, it was like an hour and a half flight, but now I have to fly like five or six hours to get from California to New York or back to Ohio. And I've just started getting flying anxiety and I really don't like it. And so I've like canceled trips before because I didn't want to fly. And I'm just not usually like this. Like it never bothered me until the flights got really long and I have enough time to sit there and like think way too much. And it, I just start to spiral. Um, but right before my flight, I was like 
please give me a sign that like I'm protected. Like I just want to feel better about flying. It was like within the next few days. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and literally like within minutes, a red dragonfly flew up to my window. And what? in my <laughs> life, I have never seen a red dragonfly ever. It was literally like bright red. It looked just like a regular dragonfly, but the body of it was red. And I'm like looking like that's not real. Like there. Yeah. It was just too <laughs> weird because I love seeing like butterflies or mm-hmm. birds come up to my window and I still feel like that's a sign but this was just so different mm-hmm. and it kind of like caught me off guard and so anyway i looked up the symbolism for it and it said the red dragonfly is a very sacred and a very sacred symbol and offers a symbol of courage strength and happiness and i was like that's so cool that's like i don't know I it know. just made me feel so good and like it was just so random too because i had asked for that's a sign to gave me something totally different than i had ever seen before so yeah, yeah. like that's like clear as day <laughs> like that's amazing I know. I know. I love, I love that, like that kind of stuff. And it's so cool too when it happens almost instantly. Like you ask for a sign mm-hmm. and within like the hour you're seeing something. I just yeah. think that's so, so, so cool. Oh my and God. then I had, I had one more symbol that I wanted to share and I don't know what this means, but are you into like dream interpretation? Like, do you ever wake up and you're like, that had to mean something like that? What was going on? <laughs> Yeah, so I I wish I like I am someone who weirdly I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Like it's oh, only like literally once every couple of months I'll remember a dream. So it's like yeah. really weird. I just go to sleep into like the void and then I wake up. So like I, so oh I wish God. I like I wish I had more dreams. But I mean I'm sure I do dream, but I just never remember them unless they're That's like so interesting. I only remember like nightmares or like really amazing dreams where like I got married and I was so happy. So it's like <laughs> like very very <laughs> drastic things and like but it's only like probably like maybe three times a year I'll remember a dream when I wake up. I know oh, it's so weird. That yeah. is crazy. I wonder that probably means something too. Maybe you'd have to look up like what does it mean I know. if I only remember like a few dreams a year? Because my boyfriend also doesn't remember his dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know you're dreaming, you're just not remembering them. Cause I think Yeah everyone dreams right like or are there some people who literally don't i don't know yeah i mean i I know know. i dream because i do like sometimes but for the most part i just don't remember them so yeah that's so interesting so i remember my dreams like almost every single night and they're like insane like i'm usually like running around the world and someone is chasing me and i'm like running through mountains and like treading water running through mud like hiding in trees like I am so exhausted when I wake up because my dreams are like crazy and <laughs> an adventure. <laughs> always on an adventure, always running from something, which I oh did look God. up. I think that's a symbol of like anxiety. Like if you're always running from something, it's usually, it means you, you're anxious in your daily life and in your yeah. dreams. I mean, you're just yeah, like, I would be anxious in the dream. Like, geez. I know. And I yeah. wake up so exhausted, but I always have really weird dreams too, where it's like, like I remember my one of the first dreams I ever remember as a kid. Do you remember Arthur? Like the the TV show, yeah, the animated mm-hmm. Arthur the Aardvark. I had a dream he was kidnapping me at the mall, and I was at Macy's, like in the dressing room, trying on kids' clothes. And Arthur like came through the vent and like kidnapped me and took <laughs> me through the vent. And my whole dream was like me trying to like escape my kidnapper, and it was Arthur. And I was like That's trying terrifying. to break free. Oh my god! And we were like going through the mall and like through the vents, like. <laughs> 
know. Dude, it was so crazy. <laughs> Dreams are so random. They're like, so why weird. Arthur? I don't understand. I don't. So I probably funny. watched Arthur all the time because this was like one of my. <laughs> this was probably my first dream I ever remember. But ever since then, I've had the weirdest dreams. But anyway, yeah. this week I had another really weird dream which I have weird dreams almost every night. So it's not that weird, but this one was weird because it had a word in it that I had never heard before. And I was like, can you dream about things you don't know? And so anyway, so. Yeah. I didn't think so either. So then I was like, is this like a symbol or like a sign of something But I had a dream? I went to go get a tattoo and I got a word tattooed onto my hand. Like, and there was one letter in between each knuckle, but it was a <laughs> word I had never heard was of. It, it, was it thug life? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a word I had never heard before. It was B R A M E. It was brame or something. And then for the whole dream, it was I'm just pee my pants. That was okay. really funny. That was really good. <laughs> it was B R A M E, brame. And yeah. I was like, that's not a word. But in my dream, everyone just kept being like, brame, 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 brame. And like repeating, 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 repeating. And then I woke up literally saying, I was like, brame, brame, brame. And I'm like, it was like creepy. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I woke up and was like, wait, that's not a word. Like, I don't know what I've never heard the word brame before. Yeah. So then I looked it up and it is an English word and it means a fierce passion, desire, or longing. And I'm like, that's so freaking weird that that's like a real word that I've never heard in my life. Is that shut up? And I got it like it was like tattooed onto my hand, and then everyone was just like chanting it, and then I woke up like saying it. <laughs> Isn't that so oh, scary? Oh my god! Uh, no, but so I'm like, what does it mean? I still don't know. I mean. It means passion, I guess, or like longing, desire. And so I'm like, what does that mean? I still don't really know. I feel like, like that, I, I, that's so clear what that means. <laughs> like, I know. You, like, I feel like, I don't know who's communicating to you. Like, they want you to follow. Oh, you your... think it's like about following my passion? Yeah. Like, they're telling, oh, they're literally telling you like, brain, brain, Olivia, <laughs> brain, like, wake up. <laughs> girl or something oh my god maybe you're right i guess i didn't think about it as like following my passions i was like in my head i was like well what am i passionate about like why aren't they telling me like all i hear is like brain 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 but <laughs> you're like well oh, tell me what the passion is <laughs> yeah literally that's what i want to know but anyway yeah. i thought that was so weird mm -hmm. and i think dreams that are just so weird. interesting and i once i started looking yeah. it up i looked up that some people dream in other languages that they don't know like if they don't know japanese like some people can just dream in japanese and they'll wake up and be like i don't know that language like why did i have a whole dream in it so there was like a whole like thread Dude, that i read so online crazy. about yeah. dreams it's mm -hmm. so crazy um but then other ones were like, oh, maybe subconsciously you like knew the word and you've heard it before and you just didn't remember that you knew that word. But I swear, where in my life would I have heard the word? Because it's like an old English word. Yeah. I don't know. And anyway, that and you, was so weird. Even to if me. you've heard of it, you didn't know what it meant. You know, that's so, so true. That's yeah. so true. That's anyway, true. that was so crazy to me. So those were oh my, my little my little symbols from the last couple of weeks that I wanted to share. I know. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Dreams are like, I don't know. I'm always interested in dreams because sometimes, um, I don't know. I, I remember someone in college told because they like studied psychology and they would say like dreams stem from like either fears or like desires. Mm. And, but then also a lot of people like, you know, obviously there's like whole books on like symbolism of dreams. So it's just yeah. like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, 
I don't know what these things really mean, but it's so interesting to try to figure it out. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. I think it's really cool. And mm -hmm. I know, I think, oh, I don't remember who. I, maybe it was Native Americans believed it was some someone. I think Native Americans believed that when we were in what we consider to be like real life, that was what they consider to be dreams. And when they were dreaming, that was their reality. And mm -hmm. I thought that was so interesting too, to like think of the idea of like, what if there's some aspect of like reality that's within our dreams? I don't know. I yeah. think that would be really cool too. I know that is so cool. Wait, oh I wanted God. to read this really funny tweet because we just talked about how we like love symbolism and stuff. Yes. And, um, and there was this tweet that was like, Wait, first of all, do you ever get like the tarot tick? I don't know if oh, you yes. are on TikTok a lot, but like those tarot TikTok readings. Yes, I scroll every once in a while. And yeah, I'm totally on tarot TikTok. I get cards pulled all the time and I'm convinced that it's a personal reading for me, even when it has like yes. 100K likes. Yeah. No, <laughs> I fully and I've like literally told I've like told like the universe. I'm like, if it's on my for you page with no hashtags, like. That is it's like a me. way to communicate communicate yeah. to me. And I fully believe it. Like there's been so many readings that are so like, it just doesn't even make sense how specific it is. Yeah. So anyway, there was this girl who tweeted, they're like, yes, I do. I do in fact believe the tarot reading on my TikTok for you page with 600,000 likes was personally set for me by the universe. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard because it's like literally me. Like I literally eat it up. Like I thought everything is so good. <laughs> no, I, I do believe that though. And like, I think a lot of psychics and mediums say that you can have like group readings or like group energy readings yeah. or readings for the collective it, because yes. a lot of us are going through similar things stuff. in life. Yeah. It mm -hmm. might be a different story, but the same pattern or the same, you know, same something there. And so yeah. I think that those readings can definitely benefit multiple people. And I've mm -hmm. gone to mediumship readings where they'll be like, oh, a man is here who, you know, passed away in World War II and blah, blah, blah. And like multiple people can relate to it, even down to like the name and like the day that they were um, born or whatever. Wow. And I know. And so sometimes I'm like, I wonder if readings are meant for multiple people sometimes. And like, mm -hmm. that can be okay. It doesn't make it like not real, you know? Yeah. It's, I think it's like you said, it's for the collective, like as a, we are like a collective, uh, what's it? I don't know. What, I don't even know what to say, but it's like, I think we're all like consciousness. Yes. Collective consciousness. Yes. We're all going through the same things. Cause like, even when I was like, even on this podcast talking about loneliness, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling lonely too. So it's like, mm. And like loneliness is nothing I've ever really felt before, but it was like, it seemed like a lot of people were on the same kind of wavelength. And um, it's so interesting how that works. Cause I've also been seeing a lot of TikToks like talking about how um, like society, they're like, they're predicting in the next like 30 years, like a lot more people are going to be like sober curious and stuff like that. And mm. it's like, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, I just kind of started that journey for myself. So it's yeah. like a lot of people will like, everyone in the world will kind of like start to, see or believe the same things or tr like start to like behave differently so i just think it's so interesting like how I know. literally collective consciousness like we all are kind of living the same way and like you know feeling know. the same things so it's it's really cool and it's so cool i think i saw that tiktok too it was like a woman who was guessing mm -hmm. like six things that will happen within the next whatever it was like 20 yeah. years or something yeah and yeah i saw that like most people won't drink anymore mm -hmm. or eat meat like all of these things and i was like that's so crazy to think about like but yeah. it makes i i could see it happening i mean i definitely see it 
with like, like your sober curious journey. I mm-hmm. have met so many people, especially people who are into personal development and health and wellness, like so yeah. many people who don't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I could see that expanding. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. All right. What else do you have for this week? I can either go into my little random stories or you can jump into your trip, whatever feels good for you. All right. I'll just talk about my trip now. Yeah. So everyone, I have officially healed my daddy issues. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> it's been a journey. No. So just for a little background, and I promise not to rant too much, but, um, you know, uh, growing up, you know, I grew up with my mom, like as a single mother, um, my parents weren't together and basically, um, my relationship with my dad has always been, I don't even know what the right word is. It's not that it was ever rocky, but I just felt like he, I didn't see him enough. We didn't really ever establish like a real deep relationship. Um, and I think over the years, I kind of would <clears throat> pretend that I didn't care about it. Like I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, it's me and my mom against the world. Like love my mom. She's the best. Like I don't need anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was sort of like lying to myself that I like didn't want like more family or like that I didn't want like a better relationship with him. So I mm-hmm. think over the years I realized there was like a lot of anger and resentment towards him to the point where I would just like, I just didn't really want to call him. I didn't want to reach out. I didn't want, I felt like, okay, you're my dad. You're supposed to be reaching out to me. Like you're supposed to show me that you love me, Mm. you know? So I was very like a little sassy, like, you know, and then it was when I started really working, you know, I guess kind of going through all this healing work and working with the spiritual coach that she really like kind of forced me to really dig into all of that um, in a really deep way and just kind of realizing, you know, realizing obviously like your relationship with your dad affects a lot in your life, especially when it comes to like romantic relationships. And so Mm. I realized that I never, um, I definitely think that was something that also hindered me when it came to having like romantic relationships with men, because I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how to trust men. I didn't know how to feel safe with a man. Like, um, like that like divine masculine like mm-hmm. energy to really like take care of me because I've always like been taking care of myself or like you know just like that female energy and kind of kind of living in my masculine energy because I didn't have like that father to like coddle me or like take care of me and like do these things and I think there was a lot of points in my life where like I wanted my dad to be that and he just like wasn't mm-hmm. you know so I had to like work through a lot of that stuff. And so my dad retired like a couple years ago and then he moved to Alabama and he got remarried and like all this stuff. And so I think, <laughs> I think with him just kind of getting older and maybe being retired and having more time to think about stuff, he's been like kind of trying to build more of a relationship with me. And I think I would have been very resistant to that if it wasn't for all of the healing work that I had done and just kind of realizing like I was kind of um and I don't know if you've ever done this but like do you ever now that you're an adult you kind of look at your parents more objectively of like okay yes 
they're just people too. Like they're just uh, like they're just like us, and they have the same emotions, but they just like got older. Like it doesn't really totally. mean that they're like more wise or anything. Yeah, like they that. don't know everything. <laughs> totally, I yeah. had that whole realization too, and it freaked me out. And it was just within the last few years when I started working on my personal development too. So I totally relate to that. Yeah, like you start to see like your own parents maybe like flaws or insecurities, and you're like, oh damn, like they're just like me, you know. So I've been able to kind of like objectively look at my dad and just kind of like understand the circumstances he was in and maybe like how he just like wasn't able to be the father that I needed him to be. Mm. But it was funny because I was I remember listening to something that Gabrielle Bernstein had said and she was like, if they were the father you needed, you needed them to be like, you wouldn't be the person that you are. Mm. And so it was like, like I, you know, my soul chose my parents for a reason and I just felt like, so basically my dad has just been asking me to come visit him and like, you know, he just wants to like hang out and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing shit. I'm going to go for Labor Day weekend. So, um, and I was like pretty nervous about it just because I've, I've literally never spent days with my dad. I've never, mm -hmm. I think I slept over his house one time when I was growing up and like I saw a spider on my bed and I was like, mom, get me now. Come get me. Come get me. I'm leaving. So <laughs> I've never like really spent like quality time with my, him. And I was like, this is going to be so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially now he's remarried and I've never met her. Like it was like, it was like a super like foreign environment. And so, you know, but it ended up being Olivia, like, so, and I'll probably get emotional again, but like, so healing, like, Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Ew, I hate that. Okay, sorry. No, I think that's so cool. Oh my god, I'm literally tearing up too. I'm just so happy <laughs> for you. And that's so, it's like, it runs so deep, especially because it goes back to like, little Lisa, you know, and all of I the know. stuff leading up to you now. There's Every so much Every time I there. think I'm not gonna cry, I do. <laughs> that's um, okay. No, but it was really like... You know, so he lives in Alabama, so he was, like, taking me to all of these, like, like civil rights museums and stuff like that. So it was really cool to learn about, you know, my history. Because mm -hmm. um, even my mom is from the South as well. My mom's from South Carolina, and he's from Alabama. So it was really cool to learn about that side of the family. And I've also had many readings where um, people have told me, like, my spirit team is from my dad's side. Like... My great grandmother, no my great grandmother on my dad's side is like my like the leader of my spirit team. And like um, so I got to like go and like talk to family members and like ask them about her. Like, how's like, you know, great grandma Hannah? Like, can you please like tell me about her? Like people have told me that she like watches over me and like all this stuff. And like, they're like, yeah, she was like such a like jolly, like nice woman. Like she like was like obsessed with your dad, like all this stuff. So it was like so like cool to hear and like learn about my family. Like even like my just my grandmother on my dad's side was like a quilt maker. And like she, you know, it was just I had always just heard like literally so many like psychics or mediums have told me like, oh, it's like your dad's like side that is like really like watching over you and protecting you. But I like had no connection to them. Mm -hmm. And so it was so cool to really learn about them. And, you know, I have um, siblings on my dad's side that, you know, I haven't, didn't really grow up with. They're like a lot mm -hmm. older than me. And so I got to like really hang out with them. And like, I had really like healing conversations with them. And like, mm -hmm. my brother was like, you know, 
um, I just wondered how, what it was like for you, because like dad was more involved in our lives than he was with you. And like, he's like, that must've been like really hard. And it was like, he was like really acknowledging. I felt very seen by my brother. And so it was just really crazy to get like, so deep with like my dad and like, again, like just feeling really held and like having that safe space with men who are my family, but I just never developed those relationships with them before. And just really getting that accountability from my dad that I didn't know I needed like so much. Mm. Oh my God. And That's just incredible. like, yeah. And just him apologizing and just really, really like reaffirming that like he does love me and he regrets not being there as much as he could, but then just really like explaining the situation from his side. And I was like, okay, like I get it. You know, I understand it now. And just really being able to like take that like burden off of me that I didn't even know was really there. So I don't know. It was like so healing. I don't even know like how to express it. I'm so happy for you. This is like huge. And I feel like there are so many people who work on their own healing journeys, but never get that other side of it where it's like the the reassurance from your dad or from family, like the people that they sometimes never speak to, you know? And it's like, you have to, I feel like so many people work on their own healing journeys, but there's another part of it that feels so good when you can actually talk to the other person that you're internally working through, like all the stuff internally, but there's something else too, like Mm -hmm. having that confirmation. I'm so happy for you. Oh my God. This is like, that's like life changing. Like, yeah, it really is. It was so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because when I came home, I literally just felt lighter. It was weird. Um, and it. I just want people listening to know, like, if you have maybe, like, a strange family or, you know, a rough relationship with your parents. I mean, and I'm not saying this will, This is not going to work for every situation, right? You know, if you have parents who are, like, abusive or something like that, of course, like, I can't tell you how to heal or how to forgive them. But I think I realize that, like, life is short. And mm-hmm. I'm just really thankful that I was able to have that forgiveness for myself and Mm. be able to really get deep and vulnerable with him because, and not have like this like shield up that I've always had of like, I don't care about my dad. Like, I don't care. You know, it's like, Mm. I did care (laughs) and I needed that and I needed a dad and we all need parents and love. So it's important. Oh my God. I'm literally going to (laughs) cry. That's like, that's so beautiful. Oh my God. We have to make that into a podcast clip. (laughs) Well, maybe not because we're crying, but if we want to, like, that's such a powerful message because I think there are a lot of people and this can apply to any area of our life, but it's like, (laughs) it's like we all put up shields in different areas of our life where we pretend like we don't care. Like, oh, I don't care about my job. I don't care about that, whatever friendship. So I don't care that this person left me. Like we do care. Like at the end of the day, we're humans and we do want love and acceptance and community Mm -hmm. and relationships. And so for you to like, you took it like to a whole other level because it wasn't just you acknowledging like, Oh, I, maybe I do want a relationship with my dad or love for my dad. Like I care and I want to go visit him. And I want to have these conversations with him. Like you went through a full like healing funnel in like such a quick amount of time. It seems like, yeah. And it, oh my God, how amazing is that? And I think a lot of people, like you're really brave, honestly, because a lot of people don't want to face this shit and they never will. So Thank like you. good on you because that's huge. And I know it's so 
like it can be so scary to go through and have those conversations. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have been able to do what you did. And it's cool because now you're going to benefit from like all of the healing that you got from having those conversations and yeah. this trip. So I feel it's it. Amazing. I feel like I like, um, I don't know, healed some like generational karma or yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It just felt really deep in, sorry. Last thing about the trip was that, you know, I told you how I always see 34, right? Yeah. So literally the like, um, what's it called? What's the beginning of a phone number? Oh, the area code for yeah. like the city my dad lived in was like three, three, four. So Shut like up. every, when we would drive <laughs> around every number, like on a building or whatever, side, it was like yeah. three, three, four, it was like nuts. And like, even when we went on our road trip, it was like one of the highways was like 34. Like it was so, I was seeing them like really ra- rapidly when I was there and I was like, it must be my grandparents like it must be them because like like showing me like hey we're here like we're here with you like we love that you're here like we love that you're doing this so I don't know it just felt very spiritually I don't know I can't explain the feeling but I just knew that I was really supposed to do that and it was like yeah I'm so happy for you that literally that like might change like your life, you know, like this was like a moment in your life that you'll probably never forget and like yeah, might have changed so. the trajectory. And I'm excited for you too, to see like maybe how other areas of your life change because of this trip, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm really happy. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh my God. I want to cry more, but I'm not going to. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> we can cry after. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm really, really happy for you. Thank you. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. It's like a t-shirt. I'm like crying. <laughs> uh, Anything works. I know. but That's like really inspiring too, because I feel like in a lot of areas of my life, I've been avoiding, it's like I've worked so hard on my personal development journey. And then you sharing that story is like, I could go deeper in a lot of places that I haven't, right? Like I've acknowledged things and like worked internally, but like there are a lot of conversations I haven't had with people. I kind of keep a lot of things in and just like work on myself. But Mm -hmm. like, it's just so cool to think about how much deeper you can go when you like speak it out loud and talk to the people that you've been talking about with your therapist or your spiritual coach or whatever, like bringing that to your real life. Mm -hmm. It's, it's making me think about, (laughs) some things that I could do too. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to face, but I think it's really like worth it for sure. Yeah. It's like a whole other level of, I don't know if it's like healing or just like personal development work, but it, Mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of, I feel like for you, it's like full circle. Like you worked on a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just so cool. hundred percent. So I, I was talking about personal development with someone and they, And I think we might have talked about this in another episode, Mm -hmm. but we were talking about like personal development journeys. And she was like, am I always going to be working on myself? Like I'm tired and I don't want to always be doing this. Mm -hmm. Like when is, when am I going to be like this, like this healed and wise person who like doesn't have anything else that I need to fix. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it because I was like, I guess when you're working on something, you kind of hope there's an end to it. (laughs) And so to just be like, oh, my personal development journey is like forever. Like that can feel really overwhelming. I think it's like, oh, I have to work on myself forever and I'm never going to be fully healed. Like for some reason, it doesn't like sit that great with me. 
And so I was thinking about it though. And I was thinking about sports and I hope I didn't already say this in the last episode, but like, let's say you want to get really good at soccer. And so you start from childhood and you're like practicing and practicing and learning how to do all of the different things. I'm like not a sports person, so I really <laughs> shouldn't equate it to this. No, but like, yeah. Let's say you make it to the Olympics and like mm-hmm. you are an incredible soccer player. You're the be- one of the best in the world. You're still going to miss a goal sometimes. You still might fail sometimes. You, you might sprain your ankle and have to sit on the bench for a few games. Like, I feel like personal development is kind of the same thing. And so there's still a point to it because when we like learn and practice and heal and continue to have important conversations and look inward and, and meditate and do our body work, like all of the things that help us to feel really good, like there's a reason for it. So even if we like stumble sometimes and have times where we're, we feel like a total mess or I have a panic attack and I'm like, I've been working on my personal development for three years. I shouldn't have a panic attack anymore. It's like, no, I've maybe just like gotten closer to being a professional soccer player. And I know the tools and how to handle myself and it doesn't happen as often, mm-hmm. but I still have times where I don't feel good or I don't, I'm not as great as I was yesterday. And like, that's okay too. But that yeah. made me feel better because I'm like, it's still worth it. Even if I have moments where I'm not feeling good, like I've still developed so much more than I did, than I would have three years ago when I didn't know any of this stuff. So I don't know. I thought that yeah. was like kind of cool to think about. It's like, we can be like Olympic personal development people. And like, mm-hmm. there's still going to be moments where we miss the goal. We have to sit out on the bench. We have a bad day, like, and that's okay too, but we're still better than we were before. And we feel better and our lives are maybe a little bit more improved. And like, that makes it worth it to me. Yeah. I love that. No. Cause I've had the same kind of feeling. I'm like, when am I just going to be like healed? Like, you know what I mean? I know. It's like, it's not really about that. I think I've kind of realized, um, you know, even just like you said, it's like, little things will happen. I'm like, I thought I was over that, you know, I know. but I think that we're always going to be triggered, right? We're always going to be triggered by something. But I think that over time, we'll learn that we don't have to respond the same way. Or like, it's not going to affect us the same way. It's not going to lead us down like mm-hmm. a 24 hour spiral the totally. way that it used to. Right. So I think like over time, you just kind of see like, it's not like it's ever going to might not ever be like fully healed, but I think you'll be able to have the tools to really deal with those like triggers or anxiety as they come up and be able to kind of like keep them at bay and just like live with them in a more easier way. Yeah, I totally agree. And that made me feel so much better. And it also allowed me in moments of anxiety or panic or things that I've been working on so hard Mm -hmm. in moments where I still experience that it allows me to kind of like look outside of myself for a moment and be really grateful for the way that I handle it now versus the way that I handled it in high school or middle school or elementary school where I basically lived in anxiety 24 seven, like every single day of my life was anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so to now just have moments that trigger me or a day where I feel anxious, but it's not a lifetime. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't even like, it makes it feel so much better in the moment. I'm like, look at me. Like I'm handling it so much better. That only lasted one day versus my entire life or like weeks and weeks and weeks of being in pain and sadness. So Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. It's really cool to look at. I'm like, oh, I'm handling it better. I know how to take care of myself. Like, that's a really big one, too. I'm in more control of my emotions. I'm more self-aware. Like, I'm just so different than I used to be. And I think that's just really exciting. Even when I have a bad day, I'm like, I'm still like pat myself on the back. I'm like, go me. Like, we're doing it. Yes, <laughs> we're you still should. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, it's what's been important for me, which I didn't always do, 
was being able to kind of like really reflect and look back and just like see how far I've come. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of stuff for me stemmed around like self-confidence and it was funny because mm -hmm. I was talking to my friends and I was like, oh my God, remember when we, like 2016, we were like 21, we were going out and stuff like that. And we were like kind of reminiscing on like the good old days or how fun it was. Yeah. But then I was like, it wasn't fun at all because we were literally crying in the club if a man yeah. didn't like ask for our phone number. Like we were so insecure, like at 21. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, <laughs> it was like so funny because it was like, yes, we like had fun. But we were such in an insecure space where, like, yeah. we were really looking for validation and, like, we, like, desperately wanted, like, if we didn't get out, go out and, like, have men ask for our numbers or what buy us a drink, it was, like, literally catatonic. Like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm so ugly. Oh, my God. It's, like. <laughs> I know. We, we made it mean so much about ourselves. So much. And I'm, like, I'm, like, wow, like, I would never do that again or like mm -hmm. i'm just so secure in myself like i don't need men's validation anymore like i feel really good about myself and how i look not to say that i wouldn't ever get triggered by something like that again but it's like i wouldn't react the same way you know so it's like yeah. really being able to and i struggle with this a lot like just kind of like giving myself like that pat on the back and being like oh like lisa like you you did that girl like you came a long yeah. way i think is like so important so oh, you should do so that too. Important. Like think about times in the past with your anxiety, like something, you know, maybe like a panic attack you had in the past and you're like, oh, wow, I would, I wouldn't react that way now. Or like, I wouldn't, yeah. that something like that wouldn't affect me now. I think like you just have to really like be proud of how far you've come. I know. And I struggle with being like really hard on myself. And mm -hmm. that was something I was noticing this week too, is like, um, people I coach or people I work with, like. I always hype them up and I'm like, you're amazing. Like you, you know, I don't think anyone should have insecurities. I only see the best in you. But sometimes when I look at myself, I don't feel the same. And mm. then I feel hypocritical because I'm like, how can I tell all these people that they're amazing? Because that's genuinely what I see in everyone else. But I am so freaking hard on myself. So mm -hmm. even just allowing myself when I'm like, oh, I'm having a bad day, a bad moment, I reacted in an old pattern or I had all my old negative ways of thinking come back it's lasting a shorter amount of time than it used to. And I'm still doing so much better than I did back when I didn't know any of these tools. And I, like you were saying, like, I think back to even me in college, mm -hmm. I even have trouble looking at pictures of myself because I'm like, she was so sad. She was so insecure. Oh, yeah. She was like drinking so much, like so unhappy, not happy in a lot of my relationships or even just like my relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I hate looking back on those times. And then I get so sad because I have so many friends who like reminisce about college and I have fun memories, you know, like there are funny moments like you were saying, but like yeah. a lot of it, I'm like, oh my God. Like I just look at pictures. I'm like, she was so sad. Mm -hmm. She was so unhappy with herself and her life and everything. And I feel so grateful that I discovered my life coach because my whole life changed from like in 2020 when I really got into all of this, like. Yeah. During the pandemic, I had nothing else to do but look at my life and be like, oh shit, I'm not happy. And I have to sit with myself for however long this lockdown is. So I better yep. like start freaking working on myself. And like, I'm grateful that I found him to like show me all of, all of this because my whole life has changed and I can look at pictures and I'm like, wow, I'm genuinely happy. Like, and I, I'm so yeah. proud of like this time of my life. So mm -hmm. it is exciting and it's a process. And I have to remember that it's a journey and I'm not always going to feel incredible but i'm i'm doing a lot better than i did a few years ago so that's good yeah i'm so happy for you and like i think i i don't know it's it's so interesting how like 
other people can look at you so differently than the way you look at yourself. Because mm -hmm. like, it's I just so look interesting. At, I just look at you and I just feel like you, you just bring so much sunshine and joy. Like, and I, Thank I remember you. even with like my circles, like people would just reach out to me and be like, how do you know Olivia? She's amazing. <laughs> like they just, Aww. everyone just like gravitate towards you because you're just like such a light and you have such loving like energy. And Thank I just you. wish you saw how amazing and yeah. bright and that you Thank are. You. So. Oh my God. Thank you. That makes yeah. me want to cry. And I think I do see it, but I have trouble like letting myself get excited about like my specialness, you know, like I'm like, yeah, yeah I know people tell me I have a special light and like, that's fine. But like, I don't fully like let myself absorb it and feel it and acknowledge it and like feel grateful for it. So yeah, I need to do you that should. more. I think I spend a lot of time like helping other people and supporting others and hyping everyone else up. But it's like, why don't I do that for myself? And I feel so hypocritical sometimes, but I want to make the intention, maybe even like for the rest of the year, like the next few months, take a moment every morning. I used to do the five minute journal where you write down like three things you're grateful for, three things you love about yourself, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely felt a difference in my life, like just waking up and having to shift into that mindset. And I want to, yeah. I want to do that again because I think I need it. And I, hopefully some people can relate to this, but it's like, we see the best in everyone else. Why can't we see the best in ourselves too? Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to start being better about that. And I want to say one more thing and I'll stop rambling. But yeah. I read this book called The Untethered Soul with some people oh, that I work with. I Did read you read it? it? No, oh, I should. need to read it. Yeah. I actually got the audiobook and okay. I found that it was easier to understand because the concepts were kind of deep. And sometimes when I'm like reading and trying to like understand something that's difficult, it's harder. But mm -hmm. if I'm just like listening and it's like someone telling me something, I don't know. I felt like it was better. It was easier for me to comprehend. Yeah. Um, but the last sentence in the book, he was talking about God. And I posted this on my Instagram story, but whether you believe in God, the universe source, like whatever you would call like a higher power or entity energy. Yeah. Um, he was saying in the book, let's say God is like all knowing, all loving. He can only see the best in you. He can't see anything bad in you. And so if that was true, I wonder what he sees when he looks at you. And I just thought that was so cool because it made yeah. me step outside of my own point of view and like look at a bigger point of view and be like, oh, if someone could only see the best in me, like they would see this, 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 and this. And I so easily was able to see it if I switched my point of view through someone else's eyes that could only see the best. And I just thought that was so cool. And wow. I just had like a huge emotional moment when I read it or listened to it because I was like, whoa, I like let myself see myself in in a really good light that like I usually don't. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. So no, I, I don't know. It was just, it, it was cool. It was a cool experience. <laughs> a lot of tears in this episode. <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> no, but I love that. Cause I think like that is where the power comes from. Like, and I think even with the healing journey, it doesn't have to be, I'm learning that <laughs> this is not a pun, by the way, there has to be balance <laughs> in the healing journey. It's not just like going deep and like crying and like feeling all the pain. It's also like feeling all the joy, feeling the gratitude, yeah. feeling the love for yourself and for others. And I'm realizing too, it's like, you know, I want to attract like a nice friend group or community. And it's like, I need to be a better friend. Like I want to like show people love. I want to be happy. I want to experience joy. Like I'm really trying to tap into that other side. I don't want to be like stuck in like the anxiousness or the sorrow and the pain. It's like, I want to really 
enjoy my life and enjoy this vessel that I've been given. Like, I'm so grateful that I can, you know, walk and do this podcast and like, just live the life that I live. And like, like you said, when you're able to like, look at yourself, the way maybe that others see you that really people who love you and care about you, like me, like the way I see you, I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. And like, that is when you're really able to just like feel good about life again Mm -hmm. and just like really have that confidence and courage to like just live and like go after what you want and I think that is so healing just as much as the hard work is healing that is also like a huge part of the healing work too it's so true and it's like we do the healing work so that we can feel good right and experience like high vibrational frequencies and high vibe energy and so I love that it's like reminding ourselves like our personal development journeys are a whole spectrum and sometimes we got to go deep and low and it's really hard, but we also have to allow ourselves to find like the joy and the beauty in it and like the reason for doing it. Yeah. So I love that. It literally is a balance. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a balancing act. And <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that because yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be tears and like being hard on myself and like working really hard, but it can mm-hmm. just be like enjoying the moment and being like, wow, I'm so grateful for everything that I have right now. And exactly. that's enough. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's literally what I've been going through in the past like month. It's just like, I'm happy right now in the present, Mm. like where my life is at. Um, I have a lot of blessings and I think as much as we look forward to the newness or something better, it's like, no, like, let's see how far we've come. And like the old, like I was, I think there's like a quote online. It's like, um, where you are right now is what you once prayed for. You know what Mm. I mean? Like think about the Olivia who like wanted to live in LA, like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, that's so cool. And that's the stuff. And I love how you brought up vibrations because um, I I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast before, but like, have you ever seen that chart of the emotions of like shame and guilt are like low vibration and then it's like joy and love or like high vibrations. It's like, yeah, that's where the magnetism is at. Like, that's how we actually track what we want to our lives is like feeling good. Like we have to feel good. Um, so like that, that's something we can't forget. We have to feel good about ourselves and our lives. Totally. And I think that's when we attract even more amazing things into our lives and we can match those high vibrational energies. So, oh, I love that. I think it's so cool. I need to look at that chart again <clears throat> because mm-hmm. sometimes I think I can catch myself just internally being in a low vibration, but for everyone else, I'm like high vibe. I'm like, you're amazing. You've got this. You're working towards your goals. <laughs> like yeah. I just see the best and I'm like, I want to match that high vibe when I'm speaking to myself and looking in the mirror too. So that's such a good reminder. Um, And maybe in another episode, we can talk more about manifestation too, because I think a big aspect of that is channeling those high vibrations and like putting them into areas of your life where you want improvements or you want something new too. Yes, we have to. Yeah, Yeah. we will. We'll make sure to do that. Awesome. I love it. This is a good episode. We got deep. This is a good episode. I, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on. And yeah, we can let's do wrap it. up. So I posted on my Instagram story about this post that I saw recently um, from Dr. Nicole LaPera. She's called the, um, sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. That's okay. She's called the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she did a whole post about um men and like where they're at with their mental health and i posted it on my story because i just felt so strongly about it um just kind of like how men's emotions are denied they're mocked they're like forced to be a provider um Mm. you know like 
they're like a you know they don't they weren't able to learn like the appropriate emotional um coping skills because of like toxic masculinity and like i don't know she was just really shedding light on the fact that you know there's a lot kind of wrong with men now because they weren't given that safe space to really dive into self-development the way that women are and you know a lot of this work can sometimes kind of fall um can kind of just seem like a really like feminine but it's like i feel like women are doing the work but it's like men need to also do the work and like catch up yeah. and i just wish there was more safe spaces for men to feel like they're able to get things off their chest and i don't know it's it's hard as a woman because it's like i want to I, like i really wish i could have like maybe like male like rant and release circles or something like that yeah. but then but i don't know if it would be like a safe space because i'm a woman but like I don't know. I just feel like men need that. They really need community and they need to be able to talk yeah. about their feelings. Like I've had male friends. I've really asked some of my guy friends. I'm like, do your best friends, like when you're really going through it, like, do you talk to your best friends about it? They're like, nah, not really. I'm like, what? Like, who do you talk to? Like just the way that me and you are able to talk about this and like feeling anxiety. It's like men also feel that way too. And mm -hmm. especially with a lot of my healing work, I've had to realize that like, oh, like men are also very insecure or like men are also like feeling a lot of things, but they don't have the space to process it. And they don't mm -hmm. have people to talk to because they're, everyone's just like, oh yeah, what up man? Okay. Like it's, mm -hmm. they're like supposed to keep it really chill. And like, that's why they act out. And that's why they like, men's suicide rates are very high and I don't know this is like kind of random but it's just it really spoke to me and I just I feel for yeah. men and I I don't think it's like I've never been on the bandwagon of like women being like oh men are trash men are trash it's like we have to also acknowledge kind of like the hand that they've been dealt like they feel totally. things just as deeply as we do uh, yeah. especially like this most recent like dating experience I had I really kind of saw him as a mirror and I was like oh wow, wow. like he's kind of acting like the insecure girl but he's doing it in like a toxic male way you know like yeah. i could see through his actions i was like oh i know what you're doing like you feel insecure right now but like mm. men can't just say that <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah so i don't know i think it would just benefit our world so much because i feel like a like a divine feminine is like this whole thing but it's like we really need the divine masculine we need the men to heal and get better as well so I don't know. Yeah. I just, I hope that that can change over the years where men can start to get more in tune with their emotions and have a more of a safe space in society to feel so that, you know, violence and toxicity won't be the answer anymore. It's so, so true because so many, if you think about like world leaders and mm -hmm. war, you know, yeah. or violence, like a lot of it is run by men. I can't say exclusively, but I'd say a lot of the time yeah, <laughs> men are behind it. And it's so true as a society, we've almost trained men to suppress their emotions and there's nowhere for them to go to talk about it. And mm -hmm. it almost seems like a very womanly thing to like go to a therapist or to a coach and like express yourself and cry it out or go to your girlfriends and like eat ice cream together and cry and like be open with each other. Like we've not made that uh, a thing that men feel like they should do because we've made it such a feminine type thing. Yeah. But you're right. It's like emotions are a human experience. It's not yeah. just for women to experience. So <laughs> I know it's so true. Oh my gosh. I think it would be really cool if you had written release circles that were like targeted for men to be able to come to. But I know what you mean. It's like, I don't, I don't know who specifically they would want to like connect with, but I feel lucky too. 
my life coach is a man and I feel like that's kind of rare. Like I, mm-hmm. to be honest, don't know any other life coaches that yeah, are men. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I almost didn't want to work with him cause I was like, no, I want to work with a woman so I can like talk about my emotions. And I was like, Oh wait, he has emotions too. And he's probably way more in tune with them than I am because yeah. he's been working on this for years and years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so, I don't know. It's so interesting to like get his perspective on things and like, and to just see see someone who is so self-aware in that way it's like i don't know a lot of men who are like that so it's like very refreshing but it's also sad too because like i think almost all of his clients are women maybe he has a few that are men but like you know it's just such a a women dominated area it's like working on yourself personal development going to therapy like why can't men do that too i feel like we've just trained them to think that they're not supposed to or they're not allowed to or it would be weird or not socially acceptable for them to to do that yeah it's so not true yeah so yeah i don't know i feel really called to that subject so maybe i, I might do something i don't know we'll see that would be so cool i don't know if men would be open to it but i i hope they would be because i just think like and she was really calling it out it's like men want love too like men want love yeah. men want the same things that we want and i think it's been so crazy because I've literally had to like learn to humanize men. And I know that sounds so crazy, but especially I think doing all this healing with my dad and even talking to my brother, I was like, okay, like they can hold space. Like they can be mm. emotionally available human beings. And I know that sounds like, well, duh, Lisa, but like society really doesn't paint men out to be that way. So um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's important. So I just wanted to add that as the last little thing to our episode but that's amazing yeah. that's such a good one i'm excited to see what you do if there are any men listening you should <laughs> dm lisa and you can join yes. her circle and her circles are so fun even if anyone just wants to join any future circles that you do we have to shout them out because they're basically yeah, like zoom definitely. calls or you can explain it but like little community calls where you get people together and they're so fun yeah they're community circles where i just bring people together to really kind of have um, that really safe space to just talk about what they're going through and kind of hear from others and just have that sense of community to like bring people together and like kind of just feel like we're not alone and just talking about different subjects every month. And um, yeah, so it's just been like a really huge uh, passion project of mine and I just love it yeah. so much. I and love I it too. Hope to maybe expand for more male dominated circles. I think that'd be cool. That would be so cool. And I've made so many like internet friends now through your circles, which are your real life friends. But I feel like I've gotten to connect with people through you. And so if there's anyone out there who's like, I just want people to talk about this stuff with because you're also interested in it. Mm -hmm. Join one of Lisa's circles because you'll like make a community of friends. So I love that you do that. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Oh, right. We did it. What a good episode. Yeah, that was really good. Thank (laughs) you everyone for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Um, oh my God, what are all the things we're supposed to say? You always do that. Follow outro. us. <laughs> yes. Follow us on Instagram, Balance It Girl Pod. Uh, sorry, it's no, just Balance It Girl on Instagram. Yeah. Um, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. And we're also on TikTok, Balance It Girl on yeah. TikTok as well. So yeah, just check us out. DMS, all of the links will be in our show notes, even for um, me and Olivia's personal Instagrams will be in the show notes. And yeah, just let us know what else you want to hear. And thank you so much for the support. Please share with your friends. We love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.